0: what is going on everybody and welcome to another episode i'm getting my phone put in my little holster here so i can talk and drive so welcome to another episode of obsidian achievement this is your host mike russin good to talk to you guys man i'm excited for this one today um there's just something so rewarding about a good day, and I don't mean a good day when everything goes well. That's that doesn't exist. There's, people have this fairy tale idea of success that it somehow gets easier over time. It does get easier to build businesses and scale as you acquire skills and um, learn and gain wisdom through life experiences and trials and tribulations. And certain things get easier, but the struggles and hardship don't disappear and the challenges in business only become more complex as you advance and you and you grow you just become better equipped to handle them if that makes sense so you know a good day when i say a good day i just uh i'm thankful you know i woke up this morning and had a lot of time i try to give my i know it sounds crazy to some but you know i had 3 hours at my disposal this morning where i was able to read the Bible and pray for a full hour. Um, and I was able to do some you know, secular reading. I'm reading uh, Mastery by Robert Greene. Again, really just understanding the human psyche and behavior and strategies and tips for that. Great book. He also wrote, uh, more famously, The 48 Laws of Power. Most people know. Very Machiavellian uh, approach, but I like it. I think if you use the lessons properly. Uh, You could use them without (laughs) feeling bad about being manipulative. Um, You know, I was able to work out and take my time. I was able to just sit with my wife and and talk. This morning, I was even able to lay back down in bed for a half hour and just rest, you know. When you start your morning, and I'm not going to talk about mornings because we've done it, you could go back to Morning Mastery and listen to that, but when you start your mornings the right way, it sets the tone for your whole day. And what's so funny is that as soon as I pulled into the office, I wasn't able to do a podcast episode because I was immediately confronted with two problems that needed me to handle uh, them. And I noticed I didn't get bent out of shape and I didn't get angry. You know, problems just got handled and, you know, they're not entirely solved yet, but we're working on implementing the solution. Just had a full day, you know, worked from, had my butt planted in that chair from nine to Five thirty. I have another call coming up here in about thirty minutes, and you know I'm going to go home. I'm going to work out again. I'm I'm fasting today, so I haven't eaten today. I haven't eaten since uh, six o'clock or seven o'clock last night. Um, I've fasted uh, most days this week, almost every day this week, throughout the whole day up until dinner. Um, so I'm doing an intentional fast and it coincides actually with a Jewish holiday I'm not Jewish (laughs) I'm not doing this for the Jewish holiday Uh, I just happen to uh, coincide with it and uh, it's just something to be said about a good day you know and it's just nothing out of the blue or uh, out of the ordinary happened rather it was just a good day and I think that's just a a foundational lesson in the importance of having a good morning routine I really think that set the tone for my day and You know, my relationship with God, I was able to spend some time in his presence this morning. And that brings me to what I wanted to talk about today. You know, there's a passage where Jesus says, if your eye or your, you know, causes you to sin, pluck it out. Or if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off and toss it. Because it's better for you to lose a a limb or an eye in this life than it is for you and your whole body to be cast into hell. And I I could imagine there's probably some people out there that take that literally, that if your eyes cause you to sin, pluck them out. I don't think that's going to stop you from sinning. Uh, I think it's obviously, I know it's more metaphorical. So what's the metaphor that we take away from this? And, you know, I think that you could take this both secularly, but I am going to focus on the spiritual implications today. When you go to give something up because this is at the very core what sin is wow this bike in front of me just down i don't know if you guys could hear that on the podcast but this crotch rocket in front of me just downshifted hard that was crazy anyways um what was i saying okay (laughs) that threw me off man that was loud so what I was saying was is Focusing on the spiritual implication I'm just going to restart that thought So I'm going to focus on the spiritual implication So when you go to give something That's what I was saying, sin When you Basically sin In a lot of cases is, is idolatry You know what I mean? You're operating outside of God's will You're breaking his law You are not doing things the way that He instructed us to do things. And it's so funny when you look at God's law. People just immediately, because we're we're inherently wicked, we're we're rebellious. It's in our nature. It's in our flesh. It's in our very... Like, you don't have to teach a little kid to lie. They just do it. You don't have to teach a little kid to steal out of the cookie jar, so to speak. They just do it. You have to teach children, to be honest. You have to teach children not to steal you have to teach children not to lash out at their sibling and hit them in the back of the head you have to you don't have to teach them to do the bad stuff why i don't think there's any you don't need any more evidence to to see that we are inherently wicked creatures right so we have this rebellion in our hearts and our in our souls and you know i guess what i'm really getting at is that you know sin God's law isn't to just be, make us these sterile, boring, it's to protect us because sin always hurts us. If you go out and sleep with a bunch of people, you're going to have unwanted pregnancy and STDs, okay? So don't have sex outside of wedlock. Very simple. If you steal, you're going to get caught. There's going to be consequences, okay? Don't steal, if you lie and cheat, you're gonna you're gonna destroy relationships. There's gonna be emotional pain. Like all of God's whole law is to protect us from hurting ourselves. But winding back to what I really wanted to focus on today is a lot of times we make idols out of our sin. You know, if you're greedy, money's your idol. If you're a sex addicted, you know you've made women or men your idol. You know, having, fulfilling that need and that passion or wanting to feel loved or needed physically, that's an idol. So what happens is, is we idolize these things. We put them before God and we suffer as a result. So winding again, back to what I was saying before. You know, these guys, these, these guys, these (laughs) episodes are always stream of consciousness. I don't have notes. I'm literally driving down the road right now. Whenever you go to get rid of an idol in your life, the removal process is going to be painful. Like if you are going to give up drinking, all of your friends might drink and that's not something that they wanna give up at this point. They party constantly. For you to remove alcohol from your life, you might need to remove those relationships and that's gonna be painful. It's going to be very, very painful. Let's say that you're in a relationship with a guy and he's a guy, he wants sex, but you're committed to saving yourself for marriage. You might have to sacrifice that relationship with that guy because there's no way he's going to be with you and, and not want to have sex. You know what I'm saying? He's carnal, like, you know, myself and all men are. And all people are. Anytime you remove an idol in your life, I think what Jesus is saying here, chop your hand off if it causes you to sin. Pluck your eye out. The temporary pain associated with removing these idols from your life is going to be painful. Or I'm sorry, it's going to, it's going to be much less painful than having your whole body cast into hell. The temporary pain is much better than the permanent alternative. Let's put it that way. So I want you to think about that passage in scripture. And I want you to think about the things in your life that you're putting before God. You know, for some of you, it might be a career you have to give up. Man, that's going to be You know what I mean? There, There could be a really big idol in your life that you need to remove And a lot of times I think though it's relationships that you're going to lose when you start to Honestly guys when I think about it, it's mostly relationships usually that you're going to lose When you start to remove idols from your life And that's very difficult for some people So I want to encourage you as, you know, to the Christians listening to this process of sanctification that you're going through. You know, the way I look at it is either you can do it yourself or God's going to do it for you. Okay. And when God does it, it's going to hurt. I've experienced it. Trust me. When God does it, because God usually works in a lot. This, what I'm about to say is so good. Please, please hear what I'm about to say. God usually manifests himself through consequences. Oh, right? You could have avoided the consequences. Like, let's take the girl who's with the guy who just wants to have sex with her. And they're in a relate. They've been dating for a year. He wants her to give it up, wants her to give it up. And she doesn't, she doesn't, she doesn't. She could have cut that relationship off. Probably would have hurt for six months to a year. You're going to cry yourself to sleep a couple of nights. You know what I'm saying? You're going to see his sock on your floor it's going to remind you it's going to be painful anybody that's been through a breakup knows this the alternative is y'all have sex you get pregnant now you're 19 years old you're pregnant you've ruined probably any chance or hope of going to school getting a job getting a career now you have a, a baby out of wedlock and this dude could probably leave you with the child what's more painful you're going to learn a lesson either way do you guys understand what I'm saying right now so God's Painful lessons typically reveal the, reveal themselves through through consequences. But I posted revelation. I'll have to get the exact. I want to say it was chapter three. But God, it says that God disciplines those that He loves. So be zealous. You know, and it's it's I've, it's in Proverbs too. He reproves those that He loves. It's in a couple other places that God disciplines those. That he loves. So you should be fearful of that. Like if you don't remove the idol. God will. And it's going to hurt way more when he does it. It's going to hurt way more when he does it. Because he's going to give you chance after chance after chance after chance. You know a lot of this is me speaking to myself. I got to look at like what am I. What am I putting before my relationship with God. That I'm like if I don't. I, I need to remove it. Like I'm starting to think right now. Like what things in my life do I need to get rid of. So. So. You know, I guess today, the point of this is that, um, you know, sometimes you need need to chop that hand off and throw it away and pluck that eye out and toss it. It's going to hurt. Please don't go chopping your hands off or cutting your eyes out. It's just trying to sue me. All right. Everybody's lawsuit happy right now. Please don't do that. I'm talking metaphorically. Sometimes you need to remove that, that idol, that sin from your life, and it's going to hurt temporarily. But it's better than the long-term and permanent, often, consequences. So, that's what I got for all you uh, There's The most season to cap off my day, man. I'm just driving by the most beautiful sunset. You know, there's nothing like fall in New England. There's nothing like it, man. If you live in the south or the west or somewhere where there's really not a whole lot of changing of seasons... I would encourage you to pack a jacket and come to New England. You know, somewhere like you know Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, and uh, visit. You know, especially Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine are beautiful. Um, and visit in the in near winter. You know, I would come up like you're probably going to get peak fall like mid October. You know, without really having to worry about the winter coming in. So. I do now I'm just rambling. Alright, I'll let y'all go. <laughs> I love you guys and I'll talk to you soon. Let's get it.